Welcome to the Paragold Podcast. This is Jared Pickney, and today I'm joined by Nate the Great Archibald. I appreciate it. <laughs> How you been, man? Doing good. I'm doing great. Yeah, staying busy, I guess, as uh, always. Too busy at times, but I'm doing good. I can't complain about anything. So, you obviously have your hands on a lot of different stuff. Um, I'm curious, what are you most excited about right now? Right now is going to be Project Paragold. Okay. This is a, Tell me about Project Paragold. Okay. So... It started out not being a nonprofit. It was just something I came up with, and I'll be honest with you. What it was is I moved back to Paragould about five years ago. and From where? From Cabot. Okay. And as I drove around, I realized that Paragould was going downhill. Hmm. You know, the trash, um, the houses that were there, and there's nothing to do for families. So it was my idea was, okay, I'm going to put, I'm going to start because either I'm going to start doing something or I'm going to have to leave Paragold. And I didn't want to mm-hmm. do that. Um, my biggest thing about Project Paragold is if we get involved and put on our own personal time, that we tend to take care of things better. Mm-hmm. So everything we do, is, I try to have it free. Um, we have like a spring clean your street. Super simple. Get out, clean your street only. If you want to keep going, just make that curve and keep going. But it's small things like that that, um, you know, you take care of your neighborhood and that kind of spreads to the next neighborhood or take care of your house and it spreads to the next house. Yeah. So that was the biggest thing, but it was to that point was either I'm going to do this or I'm going to leave. Uh-huh. And I just couldn't abandon it before doing something about it first. So I can't remember who it was that said it, but uh, they once said like, be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. And that sounds like what you're talking it about. It is exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't complain about things if you're not out doing something. About Absolutely. It. So it's kind of like voting. You can't complain about what's going on unless you win. But it's so much easier just to complain. (laughs) It is. You know, it takes a little bit of effort. But, you know, that's what it's came down to is people don't want to put in the effort. They want things, but it's the same with Paragold. You know, they want things to look a certain way, but they're like, ah, somebody else will do it. Yeah. You said that, you know, like if you're you're personally taking responsibility for something, like you tend to appreciate it more. Right. Oh, yeah. I I tell people that with gardening. Um, You know, my wife and I have been gardening for five years, and – (laughs) <laughs> like, I think that we think our vegetables and fruit taste better than anybody else thinks yeah, exactly. it tastes yeah. because we put the like the hard work and sweat into making it. So it's like, man, when you put the work into it, it's oh, like yeah. it tastes so much sweeter. That's but, just like my yard. Yeah, you know, about five years ago, I started doing my own yard, spraying stuff and getting it all. And I'm like, this looks so much better than a professional could do. Does your yard look good? I, yeah, it does. Man, I need to have you get well, all the microphone. No, we talked about that. I know. Years ago, so. Here's my problem. I have this big pin oak tree in my front yard. Cut it down. No, no <laughs> way, dude. It's it's one of my favorite things, but it's sucking the life out of the all of the grass yeah, around it. Yeah. If you can figure out what I can do about that, we'll that'd be figure great. it out. Um, so, Project Paragold. Um, what are some things that you are doing right now, like just to help people gain an awareness of that? All right, right now. So in October, we're going to have a uh, five dollar costume sale down at Station Park, which was built by funds that were, um, this is one of those moments, where it was uh, taken in from people in the community, and we built Station Park downtown. Um, so we're having a $5 costume sale there in October. October 15th, we're having a blood drive. October 16th, we are having a craft fair at the Green County Library, and we'll have the NEA blacksmiths are going to be there. We're going to have a concert, food, games. That's crazy. So, so who's, is it? Mainly just you, or is there somebody else that's helping you? Well, we have a board. The board is the family. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's it's open to anybody who wants to help. Um, I've had people who said, hey, when you're ready to 
cut yards, let me know. Or if you're needing me to come and clean up Station Park, let me know. So, so you're just identifying needs, and then you're trying to rally people in the city to come together to meet the oh, needs. Oh, yeah. Like one point last year, what we did was, as I was turning the curve on, um, I think it was Work Street, um, I was like, hey, there is trash everywhere on Work Street. Can somebody come pick it up? And within 20 minutes, somebody's like, I'm here. I got it done. So, you know, it's, That's cool, it's just pointing it out, pointing it out and making people aware of what's going on. So We just talked about that in the last episode with Leslie Ballard. It's like it's, uh, this city, uh, people seem to really want to help, mm-hmm. but a lot of times people are like, they just don't know what to do. And right. they just need somebody to kind of take initiative um, to say like, hey, here's the, here's the need and here's how we can meet that need. Right. And kind of show them how, and then people are willing to do it. Yeah. Like, we, we have huge ideas too. Um, some things are going to happen in 2023. And we've already out that far looking that way. Um, but some other things, small things are going to be some more craft fairs and block parties downtown. Um, we're Y'all gonna, did the deal. Didn't you have like the big cornhole tournaments about that across from uh, recently? That was what part was of that? our block party. Okay. Downtown like, block party. Yeah, that was cool. So, yeah, that was a good turnout. I think we ended up having like 2,000 people come down. That's awesome. So, you know, it's, you know, it's a free event. So people came down for free food and, you know, popcorn games and just had a good time. How do you guys fund that? Is It's, it's a... Are you just like raising funds? Raising funds. Um, every once in a while, we have a, we have two craft fairs: uh, the one at the block party, and then one at the uh, in the fall at the Green County Library. We do charge for the one at the block party, and then we just walk around and say, "Hey, can y'all you know donate some money?" When we built Station Park, we did um, a fundraising campaign and had great turnout with that. Uh, I think we ended up spending about seventeen thousand dollars down there. Really? And that's on phase one, phase two starting now. On the back half, we're going to be doing a fire pit area and um, some seating and lights and stuff. So we're looking at That's about another cool, 10000 Yeah, That's fantastic. Why do you think you care so much, like, to put so much skin in the game? You're obviously not doing that to get rich and to make no. money. Like, why do you think you care? Um, For my kids' sake. Hmm. You know, so they can look back and, or, you know, not look back, but live right now and enjoy Paragold and what it has to offer. Um. You know, growing up in Paragol, you know, we have our, our stories of what we went and did and where we were and, you know, going to the cinema up there by yeah. Batten's Donuts and uh, just hanging out there. Um, but this gives something for kids now to go and say, hey, let's go meet up at Station Park or let's run down to something sweet first and grab some coffee and then go down there. That's just something, you know, something simple to do. That's really cool, man. I, um, I love your heart behind that and, and. Um, I just want to say thank you because I wasn't even aware of all the stuff that yeah. you guys were doing. But um, it's so easy to play armchair quarterback, you know, to sit back and just look and be like, well, you know, if I was in leadership in Paragold, right. I'd do this. Or if I had the money on it. It's right. like, I love that you're like, all right, well, I'm not just going to sit in the stands and right. like, cast stones at people or whatever. Like, I'm going to get down on the field. Yeah, and if, we, if you wait for somebody else to do it, it may not get done. Yeah. So just if you have to put a little money into it of your own money, at least you know it's going to get done done right. Yeah. So tell me about Cultured Man. Uh, Cultured. This is a uh, men's clothing and accessory store yes. just a few doors down from us here at the Crossing. Um, was just in there a while ago mm-hmm. and been in there several times. Uh, love it. Um, where did you get the idea for that? Well, you're going to laugh. I have no idea. <laughs> really? I couldn't tell you. I was actually going to try not to laugh because you said I was going to laugh. Because <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was talking to my wife one day. <clears throat> And, uh, well, what it is, is I've been doing carpenter work for almost 30 years now. And my dad gave me a timeline. He's like, Hey, in about five and a half years, I'm, I'm going to be retiring, which my dad won't retire. Kind of like your dad will never yeah. retire doing anything. Um, 
But it's like, I don't want to take over the, the business. So I was like, do something You different. don't want to do the garbage stuff? I do not want to do How that. come? Um, physically, physically, you know, I'm already at the, I'm 41, and I'm already uh, creaking and popping and doing the whole stretching in the morning, and I just don't want to keep doing that. Yep. So yep. Um, I'll, I'll do, you know, small things, but, you know, remodels and stuff, I just don't have that desire anymore to do it. Yeah, but you're good with your hands. Like that little that desk there, Culture Band, mm-hmm. right? Right. You built that. I did that. It's I'm really, really be helping well done, Leslie man. down at her building um, to do some things too. So, I mean, it's small things I don't mind. Um, but you don't want to make a career out of it. I don't want to, yeah. And I've done that since I was 14. So You have been doing it that long, man. I, yeah. That's I would, crazy. Um, as a matter of fact, Rodney Holly, yes, a family member uh, who's went on now, um, would come pick me up at the junior high in his blue van. What do you really? Yeah, and I'd walk out. I can remember this vividly. And uh, he's like, well, what'd you learn today? I'm like, nothing. He said, well, why are you going to school? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, man. You tell me. <laughs> but I would go, and I would go to the job site and work from 3 to 5. And Would you really? Yeah. But he'd pick you up and take yeah, you Yeah, I've got some great stories about Rodney. Oh, man, so. dude. So, yeah, for those who are listening, like, who's Rodney? And so that's my my wife's uh, papa. Yeah. yeah. So... And um, who's no longer here, as you said. So I'd love to sometimes yeah. off the off, off the mic, man. Uh, share some little stories. So you knew you didn't want to be a carpenter, right? Like, right. I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. So I got to figure out something, right? So the next thing would be looking what Paragol needs. Well, it's been twenty years since we've had a men's store here in town. Yeah, and it was right here downtown. Right across, was it Tim's? Oh, Tim's, right? Almost right across the street from where I'm at now. I bought a Ducks Unlimited yeah. shirt from. I, yeah, I figure time. a lot of Button people. up shirt for a, uh, I think my ninth grade homecoming. Yeah. I mean, that was my first charge account was Tim's. Was it really? Yeah. And I'm sure I was like 17. So I wasn't true. I don't guess it was. A who true. owned that? Was the guy named Tim? Tim? Yeah. Tim who? Tim Martin. Okay. And he's in Little Rock now. Okay. So I called him before I opened. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And uh, told him who I was, but he remembered me. And we talked about what was going on. He's like, you got it. You won't have any problem there. He said in about two years or so, he said people will be ready and know who you are and can run in and run out. And what was the best advice he gave you? <clears throat> um, was just to look around. Uh, and he said uh, suits are no longer in, so don't waste my money on suits, um, which is funny because I think he works at Men's Warehouse. Does he really? But, you know, they're even changing. So, you know, I think you just, as the time changes, you know, your clothing changes. Yes. So that's been the hardest part for me as a store owner was not to try to find things that I like personally, mm-hmm. but to look at all the demographic and say, okay, what what's going to work? Um, and you still, you know, you still mess up. I have things in there right now that have been there since April, and and you got to learn, right? Yeah, so definitely not going to. Yeah, purchase those again. Yeah, it's all go. So save. you have you always had like a like is it just a desire for like a or, or a passion for fashion? I didn't mean to rhyme that, but um, no, you know, I mean I've. I don't think I dressed well. I don't think in high school. Really? I was super quiet in high school. Okay. And which it was, I mean, blue jeans and t-shirts and which yeah, was man. normal for us sure. in the 90s. Um, and as I got older, of course, you said, okay, I can't, I can't be wearing what I did when I was 20. And then you hit your 40s, you're like, okay, what do I need to do? And I was actually on YouTube one day and was watching this guy. Um, it was called Real Men, Real Style. Okay. And he just breaks down, okay, as you get hit this age, this is what's, what will look good on you, which will be like the darker jeans. Um, and Check. His, and, yeah, and his biggest thing was, and this is hard for all guys, you know, as we get older, we do tend to lose our shape. 
Mm-hmm. And what we in our mind, what we do is like, well, I'm going to wear an extra large shirt instead of a large shirt. Well, then you look even bigger. Yeah, you know, you just have to accept. You know, you're you're not what you used to be. So wear that large shirt, even though it may show something on you, but you, you know, you'll look better in the long run yeah. instead of going a, a whole size bigger. Yeah. Why do you think fashion actually does matter? Like dressing nice. Um, yeah, well, why, why should that be important? Why should guys care about that? Why not just be like, oh, I'm wearing my gym shorts or my extra large shirt? And like, who um, cares, man? Well, for me, you know, being a business owner and, you know, being out in the business and doing carpenter work, you know, I can say, honestly, my, what I've worn for the past 30 years for to work are shorts and T-shirts or blue jeans and T-shirts. But when it's time to go ahead and make that impression, you know, you don't need to walk into a business, which I know is getting more and more casual now, but still still that first impression needs to be, hey, I'm here for a job. I'm mm-hmm. wearing my cargo pants and, you know, a T-shirt. But you do need to make an impression. And, and unfortunately, you know, people do judge you on that. Totally. So – Well, you can't not judge something based off of its appearances, right? Like I think about even when you go to the market and you're looking at – a like just the produce aisle, right? right? And you're looking out yeah. there. Some and, and and here's the truth, and I just know this because I'm a gardener. It, um, if you've got something that doesn't have bug bites on it, it's probably because there's been chemicals sprayed so right. strong that like even the bugs are like, no, I'm not messing yeah. with that. But we're gonna eat something that even the bugs won't eat just because it looks good. Right. Like if something looks good, it's gonna we're gonna naturally gravitate towards right. that and be likely to say, okay, like I want this over that. And that's just like all of life, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, the thing is people mess up too is they think that dressing nice has to cost a lot. And that's not true. You know, you can go to a, you know, a big box store and buy jeans and a, a button-up shirt. I'm not saying you got to go and spend a lot of money, so you know, spend 400 bucks on the outfit. But, you know, you do want to go ahead and say, okay, am I going to spend $20 on a pair of jeans yes. or am I going to spend – a hundred dollars on a pair of jeans. Yeah. I mean, you are paying for quality, yeah. but that doesn't mean that you can't look good in the lower, in you know, the lower. Yeah, I've got price. a pair of raw denim jeans that I'm wearing right now, and it's um, jeans I would have never. I've, I've I've paid for these something I never thought I'd pay for a pair of jeans. Right. But what I have found is it, it there is an element where it saves you money in the long run. Oh yeah. Um, these aren't stretching out. They're not wearing out as quick. I mean, they just last and hold together, keep their shape much right. longer as opposed to if you're like, okay, I'm going to keep buying the cheap jeans and have to replace them every so often yeah. as I can have a pair of these, keep them for three, four years. Right. You know, easy and wear At them least, almost yeah. every day. Yeah. So, you know, I, I noticed one thing about jeans, especially since we're talking about that is, um, jeans is coming with, they're coming with spandex built into it now. Mm-hmm. And what the biggest complaint is, is I can put them on at eight o'clock and by noon, they're so stretched out. Absolutely. And, off. and I know that people do that because they, they do move a lot, but just know that by noon, they're going to be so pulling stretched them up out. all the time. And yeah. And they're just not comfortable anymore. So you do want to go ahead and pay a little extra for your jeans. Yeah. So I agree a hundred percent. So you reached out to Tim Martins, if mm-hmm. you said his name was, right. um, talked about, you know, his business there. And you said he gave you advice of, hey, know the fashion, right. try to find out what people are into, put that down there, and, hey, this thing this thing can work. So right. from there, I guess, did you put together a business plan? I put it, yeah. I wrote one out, not not a, you know, huge in-detail one, which I probably should have. You know, that's a good thing to do if you're going to start a business is have, you know, a detailed plan. Here's how much I need to try to yeah. make a day. Right. Yeah, right. Which, you know, I, I know that amount, but it's, it's even more than that. It's, okay, where do I want to be in one month? Okay. And it's not like you don't have to set your goal so high that you know that you can't meet sure. it. But you do want to have something to shoot towards. 
um, the learning curve in any kind of business, um, you just got to be open to change. And then, you know, a quick change, especially if you have a lot of your own money invested into it, is, okay, what do I need to do right now? Or, you know, what are people needing right now that I can go? Like, I just now had all my summer stuff figured out, and here it is, fall. Mm. So, literally, I had all my store full of summer stuff, and I get the phone calls from people, hey, you know, our fall line's coming out. I'm like, ooh, okay. So, now I'm turning around doing that. So, you know, it is a quick turnaround. You know, luckily for Arkansas people, we, our summers and stuff go into mm-hmm. October, November. So, a lot of my stuff will be out all probably all year. Mm-hmm. Um, but real quick, we we'll go back. Talking about quality jeans, quality shoes. You know, we're in a time now that we throw stuff away. A lot of people don't know that, you know, I'm fixing to start a new section in my store, shoe repair. Oh, that's um, cool, dude. Going to be changing um, the top lifts on your heels. Really? And re-gluing stuff. And because what it is is um, I was talking to Josh Agee the other day, and he was talking about how much you know he spends on his shoes. And some people are like, oh, my gosh, he spent that much. Well, what you don't realize is, He's wearing his shoes every day for yes, you know, two or three years, and then he can go and spend another two hundred dollars on it, get new soles, new heels put on it, and you keep going. Yeah. Whereas some people will go spend twenty dollars on a pair of shoes, and you're going to be buying another pair the next year, another pair the next year. So, you know, there are things that you can go ahead and put some money into, and you get your money back by just knowing they they can be fixed. Yeah. So. I and mean, you talk about shoes, man. I mean, it's like. Tires, shoes, your mattress, <laughs> like stuff that like keeps you off the ground, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. like from like like bone to ground, or whatever. Like it, that's you know probably important. Yeah, which well, you know, know I contacted you about boots, and because yes. somebody had mentioned that your boots that you that you were wearing, so people do notice that. Um, you know, it's in your, in your boots. So I was looking for a quality boot, and uh, so yeah, you know, small things. Yeah. So people are watching what you're wearing. By the way, well. I remember that now. You're a little a tr- bit more self-conscious. <laughs> a trendsetter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, people need to aim a little higher. Uh, so you see, when did you actually move from the dream stages of Cultured Man into? Well, I opened like Cultured what? Man in April okay. of this year. Um, it was a pretty quick. Did that feel like a risk? Oh, yeah. And, and it was, but at also the same time, it was... You know, I've always heard, you know, at some point you got to take that leap of faith. Yeah. And whatever it is you're yep. going to take, especially new business or whatever. If it fails, it fails. Mm. But I was confident in the sense enough that, okay, you know, I'm still, I still have my carpenter job, which is my, that you know, helps. how yeah. I pay my bills. Sure. And so hopefully in the next two, three years, this, it'll swap. But I think it was just more for fun, you mm. know, and I had, and I'm a, I'm an old soul. I like the older stuff. I like the idea of shining shoes at my store. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the you know, rocking chairs out in front of it and a chest table. And it's the idea. I think it's, I think the whole thing was just the idea of going back to a time that was when you walk in, people know who you are. That's huge. So That's huge, man. And I think that's why, honestly, like you have a Gasway. That is, yeah. I mean, dude, think about whenever Lowe's moved to Paragold. Yeah. Like that, there had to be, I mean, at least I thought like, well, that'll be it for, for Ace. I'm not trying to be like, you know, like nothing against them. But right. I just thought, man, corporate America, it's like what Walmart does, right? Yeah. Like the mom and pop shop tends to go out. But yeah. what has kept them is the customer service. Right. It is the personal touch. Like it is someone who like, when you walk in, like you can tell the people who are there. Like I think I think it's the same thing with, with Gearhead, honestly, like which is like one of the things that made them thrive is these are people who were um, passionate about what they did. Mm-hmm. 
and they were knowledgeable right. and helpful, right? Like all three of those things. So it's like you could tell like they really cared about the stuff that they were selling right. and showing you. They knew about it. So like you go and you ask them a question, same thing guys are right. Like they can tell you. It's not like, oh, no, uh, right? Yeah. So then therefore they will be incredibly helpful, which right. is what we want, you know? Yeah. Um, talking about, you know, knowing things, you know, I try to listen to my customers as they talk about what they want, which I'm very open to that. I can always order something. But I have a lady who comes in probably every two weeks or so. Just to, She just talks to me, and she says, something you might want to do, and it was a great idea, was take a note card, write the guy's name on it, <clears throat> and write down his sizes and what he likes. He said, and, when, and she goes, when he walks back in, you have that card. You can say, hey, by the way, I've got this stuff for you. You know, I put back, do you like this? Or if he says, hey, well, I'm going out of town next week, you know, what's – my wife's going to be coming in. She'll come in. I can bring his card out. I'm like, hey, he wears a nine and a half shoe. And so it's all right there, and it's all in my little index. That's cool. To where it's very personal, personable. Um, one thing I did like is um, the story about this lady was a man came in from Atlanta to Memphis, I think is what it was, and he needed clothes. So this guy filled a card out for him. And now this guy from Atlanta will call Memphis, and Memphis will call Atlanta and say, hey, I've got these items in my store. Hmm. I'm going to send you pictures of them. Okay. So I'm hoping to get to that point to where I'm yeah, like, dude. hey, Jared, I've got this in you know, in a, in a large shirt. Because you know what I like. Right. Man, you know, in a, in a digital society like we live in right now, it's so easy to just shop online, to oh, click, yeah. and, and you know, bam, there it is. And so and, and, and churches even become that way, right, yeah. like online church. But the thing that we're forgetting is like, like we're made for relationships, right? Like we are made for community. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot thrive in this world apart from relationships, right? And you'll become incredibly lonely. You'll become incredibly. I mean, just your whole life will begin to kind of the quality of your life will begin to fall away. Right. And so, what I love about what you're doing is, and it kind of reminds me of even what Starbucks originally started as was they would say like we're not a coffee, like we're not like in the coffee business, we're in the people business. Right. Coffee is just the way that we like kind of help create a community. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's kind of what you're doing, but right. it's something you're passionate about. Exactly. Now, I've got a guy, a guy who comes in almost every Friday and a uh, great guy. He tells me about a school, what happened in college. He's told me he got a job at the Pergil School District. And that's what I want. I want people to come in and be able to sit and hang out with me and just talk about whatever. That's really cool. And to where like he'll go and he'll move to the side or he'll walk around the store. I get a customer, but it's just to hang out, you know? Yeah. It's like you said, it's that community. It's, it's getting to know people to where, for me even, it's not just about the store, but, you know, it's about also a relationship with, you know, through church stuff. Yeah. And that we're able to bring that up. So it's a huge, like you, you meet so many things and so many people by having a store or a business. Yes. I always thought, thinking about relationships again, and like giving people ownership, um, and maybe you can apply this. I think it's a good idea because I just have never acted on it. But I always thought it would be cool to have – like a, whether it be a coffee shop or it be like a men's clothing store, but like you have coffee there. Like mm-hmm. what if people brought their own mugs and you hung them on the wall and it's like Ooh. with their name, whatever. Like, and so there's a wall that's literally people's own personal coffee mugs. That's smart. And so whenever they come in, it's like, Hey Jason, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that would work. You, know, you grab it. And like, and, and if you want to make money off of it, it's like you could pay to have your mug on the wall. Right. Or whatever. Like if you needed to try to like, or at least pay for the coffee itself. Yeah. Like, and so it's like for $5 where it's like, that's my membership. Yeah. Like my mug goes on the wall. And then when I come in, I get to, so that's smart because maybe you can apply that. Cause we're fixing to start I'm doing a taste testing with a big cup of coffee and it's out of Moralton. And um, we're going to have it to where you can brew your own coffee right there. And I guess it'll be a good time to have your cup. Be like, Hey, I'm going to try the coffee yeah, for man. free. So 
Be awesome. Get that. Get a little seating right there. Maybe a little yeah. something outside. They can sit there. That sounds good. Um, well, what advice would you give to somebody who maybe is listening to this and they're interested in starting something, whether it be a business or a nonprofit? Um, you clearly have some entrepreneurial gifting, um, at least passion to start things. But on a practical level, what do you say to somebody um, who is interested in maybe starting something? Be organized. That's the biggest thing. Um, don't rush it. Uh, I felt like when I was doing uh, Project Paragold, I, like I said, I started out just being just me. It wasn't supposed to be a nonprofit. Um, it, but when I started raising money, people were like, well, if you're a nonprofit, you'll get more donations. So I felt like I had to rush through that process. Mm -hmm. um, I think if I would have studied more, it would have happened quicker. Mm. Um, I had to do a lot, do a lot of extra mail and lots of emailing on that situation. Um, always ask for extra money, whether you're a nonprofit, you know, ask for that extra donation, or if you're starting a business, ask for extra money. Um, because what ends up happening is you have an idea of what it's going to cost and it's going to be about yes. 10 times more yeah. than what it is. So, um, patience is a big thing, you know, having people who will back you, um, be open to ideas, um, especially know when you're wrong and, uh, you know, admit when you're wrong yeah. is a big thing. And I think if you can admit when you're wrong, um, your business will succeed. If you're, if you're, if you're going to be sitting there saying, I'm not going to change, this is not working, but I'm not going to change. Mm, it's going to be an you know, empty store or empty events. Yeah. So that's some great advice, man. Very helpful. I, um, and I'm so proud of you and the work that you're doing. Obviously we go way back. Way we were back. talking about some of our silliness right. whenever we were yes. younger and, um, uh, man, just so glad of, of just, who you become, the work you're doing. Our city is much better because you're here. And so, man, wish you nothing but the best with uh, yeah. Yeah, Project Paragold, Cultured Man, and whatever else you do in the future. So, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it being here. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. All right, that was Nate the Great Archibald. Nate, thanks so much for coming in. Are you wearing new glasses? I am. When did you get them? Just now. Really? They look good. You like them? I do. Should we retake the picture with Nate? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Hey, if you're still listening, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. This has uh, been a pleasure, as always, to be able to spend this time with you. If you have not already done so, please go with the iTunes. Uh, give us a five-star rating. That helps people find the wonderful people living here in Paragold and learn more about those that we have on our show. Um, also, check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We have a website, paragoldpodcast.com, and an email list that you can hop on. Um, as always, thanks so much for listening. Until next time.